Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Andrew. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing excellent. Let's kick this off. So for my audience of Morning Upgraders, why don't we give some more insight into who they're listening to? Um, so sure. besides a, a gentleman, please tell everyone you know, who you and are. I said I've never been accused of that, but I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> and then what you do for a living, and then uh, maybe something that's going well in your life right now. My name is Andrew Majewski, and uh, I am the owner of AdSpace Communications. We are a creative service, full-service ad agency that handles accounts for uh, the likes of The Economist or Dow Jones, down to uh, smaller regional businesses as well. I'm also the co-founder of American Flag Club. And it's the only subscription service that uh, delivers, refreshes, and retires American flags in America. And in terms of what's going new, I'm, uh, what's going well, I'll say just um, you know, starting this uh, second business has been a very interesting and rewarding opportunity where I mostly in the advertising business handle clients that are membership-based or subscription-based. And it's, uh, it's been very educational to kind of start your own subscription company I uh, understand my clients more, and, and starting something literally from zero has been uh, very satisfying. Really cool idea. The site looks great. Um, I know you're not live until 2022, but but the site itself looks great, and um, very seems like a very niche product. And I feel like those always do well. It seems like you're going to have a very rabid audience, which is you know very. I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. What I've learned in the uh, advertising world about speaking to niche markets or people with specific affinities, just trying to take everything I do. Uh, and one hemisphere of my brain and then try it with another. And uh, the fact that I have a, a team of really dedicated, smart people working with me is great. I like to talk about business challenges because we all go through them. What's been the biggest challenge uh, with the the flag business and how have you handled it? To be honest, the biggest challenge is because it's my own money. I have to remind myself what I would tell other clients. Uh, I'm just so close to it that sometimes you only see the pixels of the painting and you have to take a few steps back and see the bigger picture. Uh, I can just go into rabbit holes for hours, you know, starting at midnight and wondering where my night went. And at the end of it, just laughing at myself because uh, you know, I see when I get called in to consult for businesses, it's exactly what happens where you're just stuck in a, a biosphere and uh, you need outside counsel. I need to counsel myself sometimes. You're overthinking things you're saying or trying to be trying to get things perfect? I would hope I was overthinking them. There's this the emotional thing to uh, the blindness, like the goal is just to do better versus to chunk it out into steps or to actually question, is this the best use of time and money? And also, you know, usually I would triage things if I'm talking to a client. And here it's just, I see every little raised nail and I'm trying to grab as many hammers as I can hold versus just uh, addressing uh, things in order. And truthfully, you're probably always going to be tweaking. Like even when you start you go live and you have customers, you're probably always going to be tweaking and trying new things. And exactly. it, it, you know, yeah. it's like a healthy obsession, I guess. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I also, you know, I've already come up with the, the B2B angle and uh, my partners love the idea, but it's like, Hey, calm down. And uh, <laughs> let's just <laughs> item one down. So uh, that's, yeah. the, you know, when you kind of really buy into the uh, entrepreneurial thing, you has to, you also has to, uh, you know, not be uh, a madman. So. I want to talk about some personal development stuff, but I have one more question on the flag of the flag business. I think it's, sure. it'd be helpful for anyone listening that's trying to start a business or wants to start a business. How'd you come up with the idea 
was there any like was there was it a structured process or was it just out of the blue like light bulb moment? <clears throat> Is that uh, actually uh, a friend of mine who's uh, one of my co-founders? He flew the flag. I had always meant to. Interesting thing is, is we live on opposite sides of the country, and we're from opposite political aisles. And uh, I love the fact that he's someone that, uh, especially in these charged times, when he speaks or I speak about something that the other doesn't particularly believe in, we don't cut the other person off. We don't try to demean them. And when he was just telling me about how hard it was for him to go to Home Depot and uh, find a good quality flag and that I have to buy, you know, the pole and things like that and get it on. And, and he was just telling me this, you know, problem he was having. It wasn't a problem I personally had, but the more he talked about it and the more I looked into it and the more as a homeowner, I've always meant to do this thing. It kind of just kickstarted the idea. And he and I both have backgrounds in marketing and things like that. So we were just thinking, why doesn't this thing exist? And then we did the thought exercise of pricing out, could you make it work? And then the creative angle and uh, what really got me into it is I have a, a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old. And as I was driving to um, bring them both back from school on different days, we passed a house and it has a Black Lives Matter flag, a pride flag, and an American flag. And in the car alone with me, they each asked me, why is that house allowed to fly the American flag? They were under the impression that if you had more progressive beliefs, you weren't allowed to um, raise the flag. And it just brought up in my own household, in my own car, this really wonderful conversation about what it means to disagree politely and what it means to uh, be part of a whole, even though you may or may not agree with everything that's happening. It's kind of the motivation to keep it going. I think it's going to be an interesting business. I'm, I'm excited to see what you, what you do with it. What, what do you think is going to be the, uh, this will be the last question for the flag business, I promise, but I just keep on, you keep on uh, creating questions in my head. What do you think, <laughs> if you had to guess, based on your marketing experience, what do you think is going to be the most successful marketing channel for it? I guess right now it seems turning what might be a negative into a positive where social media, I think, is going to be the first place. And then secondly would be podcast hosts who you know, have a following of a certain ilk who you have that personal trust in the person. I think this is a product that might start with trust with a certain group. And then the more education we can give people about that, it is more inclusive than you might think would be you know, the yeah. secondary market. But. Okay, let's, 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 let's pivot now. We, we, we talked about business now. Let's talk about some personal development. Um, oh, no. So morning routines. <laughs> <laughs> morning routines, what, what does that look like for you? So usually when you hear about people's morning routines, it's all these people who wake up at five in the morning and work out and things like that. I... I'm a creative person who happens to be an entrepreneur, but I'm also a nighttime person. It took my wife and I being married over 15 years for us to realize that she is one of the morning people in the world. I am one of the nighttime people in the world. And that, you know, without my type of person, hundreds of thousands of years ago, the uh, fire in the cave would have gone cold. So it's not that I'm being lazy that I'm groggy in the morning. Uh, it's just who I am. And I kind of wake up you know, why you and I are talking in the afternoon is I schedule things when I need to uh, be more with it the afternoon. But um, yes. the first thing I do, I wake up and because I have children and things, that's the first thing that pops up. But I do make a list every day of uh, the three top things I need to do. And I also want to motivate myself and feel like I'm winning. So I gamify things where I'll write down eat breakfast so I can just check a box and it keeps the momentum going where I'll have this list. I also then, because my days might be all over the place, I revise the list in the afternoon. And then because I'm a night person, I revise the list again 
at night. And it's almost like it's three different days. So if the morning hours don't really jive, I don't feel like a failure. I still have two more swings at it. And uh, by the time I go to bed, whatever hour that might be, it's done. It feels good to check those boxes off, doesn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. I was at uh, uh, a memorial service for a neighbor, and uh, a big part of the ending, they handed out memo pads with to-do lists that she would create every day. And, uh, you know, the breadth of coverage of, you know, see a friend or five or hmm. do uh, charity work or, you know, just the fact that she kept that going past retirement and she had such a meaningful life. You know, it's meaningful in the moment. You know, you get a little endorphin rush when you click the box, but also seeing uh, how it led to someone having such a uh, impact years later. It's great. Let's stay on the topic of to-do list for a little bit, because um, I think it's, I like to ask about habits too. And I think this sounds like, you know, obviously a habit of yours. Um, and so do you have a process for the to-do list? Is it like only big stuff? Is it personal and professional? Is it small stuff too? What does that it, look like for you? It's everything and maybe it shouldn't be, but um, I do like to, I have the privilege of working for myself. Uh, that might mean, you know, I have certain clients that pop up and they might have emergency needs that I weren't on my radar and things like that, but I have my vision in the morning of what's going to happen. And that can include, you know, most of it is work, but there's uh, things with the children, there's exercise, uh, going for uh, a walk a bunch of times a week actually makes me more productive and the random thoughts that show up uh, make me more productive. So I just try to get that all down and then uh, be honest with myself. I have a, a little card that I keep. So I have a rough draft of my list, whether it's on you know uh, a notes app or on paper, but then I have a physical list that I have in my back pocket all day. You should check out um, 3 by 5 Life. I've had the owner of that product on, on uh, this, okay. this podcast before. It's a productivity card. It's, it's got a to-do list, some other things. It might, might resonate with you. But uh, I want to talk about the meaning of life, Andrew. <laughs> I, I'm just very curious to see to hear what you're going to say about the meaning of life. Nice. So, like one one or two minutes. What does that mean for you? The, the meaning of life. Yeah, I think one of the best quotes that stayed with me that I ever read was from David McCauley's uh, book about the founding of America in uh, 1776. And he just said, "Why Washington was such a great general? You know, there were better folks at strategy. Uh, there were better people who were." would have been the natural choice. But mm. what it was broken down to was that Washington saw things the way they were, not the way he would like them to be. Mm. And even though he had you know, the motivations to change things, uh, I think the meaning of life is kind of uh, without losing your ideals, seeing what is actually true. And on a personal level, I walked around years of my life confusing wanting the best for the people you love with thinking you know what's best for the people you love. That just led to all of these expectations and strains and whatever, but um, because it was things I was putting on people, they weren't true. I think, again, it's more meaningful when you can love people in a way that honors who they are versus, in a way, erasing them. That's excellent. Very deep. I'm trying to think of a good follow-up question, but I don't think a follow-up question is necessary. I think he's, I think he nailed it there. Good to know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a personal question. I just like to hear everyone. I, I get different answers, you know, because everyone's perspective and, and experiences are different. So I love the question. I'll, I'll tell um, you uh, when I got your the reminder on my calendar 
I didn't scroll down until two minutes before I clicked, you know, get on the podcast. And then I saw, oh, by the way, what's the meaning of life? I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'll try to figure that out in, in 60 seconds. Yeah. Well, you did well. You nailed it. All right. So I want to, I want to ask you, I lean into more like personal development tips. So because you're a copywriting expert, which you are, been doing it forever. I'd like to, because I have business owners that listen to this this podcast. And so give us some tips for writing copy. One tip, two tips, whatever you think. Like, what? How can someone write better copy that's maybe not a, a trained professional like you, but yep. they want to just try to write their own copy? What would you tell them? The first thing I remember or try to remember when I'm writing my copy is that the people reading this, because it is, it is advertising copy, not only if they have no native interest in reading this, they're probably trying to get out of reading it. So I try to chunk things up as how did I get their interest for three seconds? How did I maintain it for 30 seconds? And can I sustain it for three minutes? And if I'm trying to achieve action on a call to action, if I can get you for three minutes, the odds are that uh, the sale numbers, a lift in response, whatever, will have increased. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that, Andrew. I've got one last question. And then we're going to wrap up with uh, you sharing how everyone can learn more about you, maybe a website, whatever link you want to share. So my last question for you, I want to talk about ad space. You've had the business uh, for a while now. You've had success with it. Yep. How? Why? What what have you done to, what have you done to grow it? What have you done to maintain it for so long? And uh, like what nuggets of wisdom can you share with us? Maybe again, if, if there's a theme going through what we're talking about um, with uh, seeing things truthfully in the, past, you know, um, very early on in my career, because you get put in a bucket. Are you a creative person or are you a business person? And I thought because I liked creative things, I couldn't handle the business part of it. And then I realized that that was actually a benefit because I made it a little more unique. You know, I can still read and make Excel sheets. I just rather spend my time doing something else. There are people that uh, excel at Excel. There are people who excel at Excel. And then there are folks who uh, do other things, but not closing myself off to um, the risks and the rewards that come with the business side kind of proved helpful. And uh, I also got into the misunderstanding that being a driven person, I thought that my kind of like chip on my shoulder negativity was the kind of driving force to help the company going in good times and bad. But uh, just re-questioning, you know, qu- questioning that, was it in spite of the fact that uh, I had a chip on my shoulder or was it because of the fact that I had a chip on my shoulder that the company was able to uh, grow and maintain and get, you know, clients people have heard of? I'd have to say it's, it's you know, it got in the way. And uh, over the years, learning that has made me interact with business people more as just people and not coming in there and, and over-lingoizing things. The same way that, you know, you asked about my copywriting tips before. I think if you write to people, no matter who they are, what they do, with uh, emotional core themes intact, you're going to resonate. What you have to say, what you have to sell, whatever it is, is going to have meaning with them and interest. They'll find interest in it. So I would just say with the business part, not losing sight of, of who I am and the personal growth helped the business grow. Pretty deep, Andrew. <clears throat> I like those answers. You give me, you're giving me a lot to think about. It sounds like you've done a lot of uh, thinking too and work on yourself just to better understand yourself. And uh, I think that's really awesome. I appreciate you sharing everything today. Thank you. What's the best way people can reach out to you or if they want to connect with you? Yeah. So if they want to learn more about uh, the ad agency, it's adspace, A-D-S-P-A-C-E, Inc., I-N-C, 
adspaceinc.com, adspaceinc.com. And the uh, flag business, we went with the uh, the most on-the-nose name we could come up with, but it is uh, AmericanFlagClub.com. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to, uh, again, I don't quite know. Uh, people just want to reach out. My my uh, email uh, address is andrew at adspacecommunications.com. You can find it on the AdSpace website. Uh, if they have anything to uh, discuss, whether it's business-wise or something that they've uh, uh, tip they've picked up about the issues we're talking about today. I'm always for uh, learning more and sharing what I can. Perfect. Thanks, Andrew. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.